I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good morning. Welcome to Thursday's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. We now know how important it is to look after our mental health. Today on the show, I find out more about an arts and culture festival running for the next two weeks, aiming to challenge mental health stigma through arts and conversation. Did you adopt a new puppy over the Christmas? Vets and their pets in association with Highfield Veterinary Clinic returns. Hazel Mullins has advice when it comes to looking after your puppy's health. And speaking of pets, the Pope has suggested that people who choose pets over having children are selfish. I want to know your thoughts on this. WhatsApp and text lines are open 086 1800 658. Eleven to one on LMFM with Gilmore's Kings Court. See Gilmore's.ie. Eleven to one on LMFM with Sinead Brazel. The classic rock song Bon Jovi, "Living on a Prayer." I'm playing that especially for an old rocker. A bit of a blast from the past that I met yesterday and we got into a little bit of a friendly debate, I'm going to say, about, you know, what is good and music and what isn't. And I'm playing that especially for him. And I hope he's listening today and uh, taking note of the good selection that I've played this morning for you. Good morning. Uh, It is 11 to 1 with Sinead Brazel. Lots to get through on the programme today. And I'm kicking it off with a bit of a rant Look at 2022, it's only just begun and already the Pope has given us the biggest gaffe of the year. What am I talking about? Well, this is a statement that says guaranteed to have you rolling the eyes and tutting at the radio. He has suggested, Pope Francis has suggested, people who choose to have pets over children are acting selfishly. Yeah, uh, he was commenting, he was discussing parenthood during a general audience at the Vatican in Rome. And he says, today we see a form of selfishness. Uh, we see that some people do not want to have a child. Sometimes they have one and that's it. But they have dogs and cats that take the place of children, he says. He says this may make people laugh, but it is a reality. I think the only people, uh, the only thing people are laughing at is the fact that a man that has chosen himself not to have children is once again discussing something that he has absolutely no clue about. He says uh, the practice is a denial of fatherhood and motherhood and diminishes us, takes away our humanity 
takes away our humanity, he's saying. So he's saying people who are unable to have children for biological reasons should consider adoption, urging people not to be afraid in embarking on parenthood. Well, I'm only speaking from my own experience here, but be afraid, be very afraid when you're embarking on parenthood. No, look, all joking aside, for me, I chose to have children, something which is probably the greatest achievement in my life. My life has reached its pinnacle when I had my children and and it's all downhill from there. But I wouldn't change a thing about it. And, uh, you know, at the same time, I would never lecture people on whether or not to have them. I mean, why is it that we view people who consciously choose not to have children as being selfish? We think, oh, these strange people that don't want to have children. There, there must be something. They must have cold hearts. They must be lacking in, in their lives that they don't want to have kids. This is what people think. And for me, it's opposite to what, you know, the normal people think. I think it's not selfish at all. These people know that their lifestyle or perhaps their financial situation or their lack of any sort of maternal maybe instinct or paternal instinct just doesn't allow for children. So why would you bring a child into a situation that doesn't suit your own life or if you're not able to provide financially for them or if you simply feel you wouldn't want the huge responsibility of having a child? I mean, I'm just, I'm outraged by this this morning that uh, the Pope thinks the people who are choosing to have a pet instead of having children, that they're completely selfish about this. I mean, in fairness, having a dog or a cat is a massive responsibility, you know, but, you know, you can fit your life around an animal to an extent, you know. Yes, you have to take care of them, but you can, you don't have to upend your, or uproot your life really too much when it comes to, to pets. Um. They say uh, as well, you know, and and who are we to say uh, that people who can't have children should simply adopt? I mean, I can have children and I don't think I could adopt a child. That's a whole other huge responsibility, something that definitely doesn't be, need to be taken lightly. And I know a lot of people do adopt and it's the best thing that they ever did. And that's incredible. But even they would say that it's a massive decision and it's not something that everybody simply should do. So I'm looking for what your thoughts are on this. Do you agree? Are people who choose to have pets over having children selfish? Do you agree with Pope, what Pope Francis is saying? Or do you agree? Uh, are you one of these people that uh, is uh, the, the Pope is calling selfish. Have you decided children and having kids and starting a family, that is not something that I want to do? Are you the so-called selfish that Pope Francis is talking about? I want to hear from you 086-1800-658. People getting in touch on 086-1800-658. Thank you so much for this. We are talking about Pope Francis and his suggestion that people who choose to have pets over children are acting selfish. And Paddy and Kells are saying, Sinead, the Pope should shut his mouth and stick to keep praying, says Paddy. Yeah, uh, somebody else, he's criticising people for not having kids. Then the Pope criticises priests when they have kids. Just saying. Yeah, well, you see, this is part of the argument as well. You know, the denial of priests to have a family and all of that. Hi Sinead, we need to drastically reduce the human population. In a thousand years, there's going to be no fields or anything left, says Eric and Dundalk. Yes, there is a massive population issue, you know. Uh, should we be wary of this as well, you know, in terms of climate change and all of that? Um, it's one of these things that you sort of, when when you hear it, you sort of think, is there nobody, is there nobody, you know, looking over what he's going to say or 
advising him and kind of, you know, having a quiet word and going, this is just craziness, what you're saying here. I mean, you know, never mind the people that say, you know, have tried to have a family, tried and tried and tried and have, um, you know, had heartbreak after heartbreak. People who are going through the kind of, you know, IVF and have had a heartbreak there, miscarriages and they don't want to go through the the, the pain of any other sort of um, form of, you know, starting a family or, you know, and this this notion of uh, just, just, just adopt, just adopt, sure it'll be grand. Does he know what the adoption process is like? Because let me tell you, that's horrendous as well. And it's not just like, oh, simply adopt. That People go through a lot of heartache and a lot of uh, emotional turmoil going through the adoption process as well. Keep your comments coming in to me. Uh, by the way, if you are somebody that has animals in your life, that you <laughs> have animals instead of children, let me know. Tell me about the animal. What uh, joy is this fur baby bringing you in, in your life? 086-1800-658. Now, on to lighter things because I want to cheer you up. I want to top up your bank account, okay, for January because January is an awful cold and horrible L month payday is long a long time away and here in LMFM we want to give you something nice I'm going to tell you how you can get your hands on a thousand euro January probably has to be the most miserable month of the year at times particularly when there's you know payday you've blown all your wages from December on Christmas haven't you and January is a long long time until payday well, we want to cheer you up. We want to top up your bank account by a thousand euro, which is lovely to get in January. It's our way of saying thanks to you. So what do you have to do to get your hands on this? Well, you have to follow LMFM's Instagram page. OK, so head over to Instagram. Follow us. We also want you to tag the mates that are getting you through January. You know, those guys and gals or family members who are just there with you through kind of the grimness that is January. Well, we want you to tag them, then share the post. So enter now and we could be topping up your bank account by €1,000. That's all just going to say Happy New Year from LMFM. All the details on the Instagram. Now, we are in the midst of a health pandemic, absolutely, with COVID. But alongside that, and even prior to COVID arriving on our shores, we were in the midst of a mental health crisis in this country. And every year at the start of the year, there is a brilliant arts and culture festival. It runs just uh, the first two weeks of the month. It's called First Fortnight. And there's a lot of great events for everybody. All different tastes uh, are catered for this. And um, it's uh, very much adapted as well to kind of having some in-person events and some most of them are online at this stage due to COVID but it's such an important festival we're going to chat to Maria Fleming she is CEO of First Fortnight Festival we're going to chat to her just after these 11 to 1 on LMFM for you Although we are in the midst of a global health pandemic, alongside this, there is a serious mental health pandemic. It's extremely concerning and it has been with us prior to COVID-19 arriving. And in response to this, an important annual event was set up 11 years ago, an arts and culture festival aiming to challenge mental health stigma through the arts and the art of conversation. It's first fortnight, a festival held during the first two weeks in January, and it is the kickstart to the year we all need with a range of great events, including music, spoken word, 
Bernard Poetry Film Discussion Interview and Dance to Enjoy. Joining me now to tell us more about this year's event and the importance of having a festival like this uh, is the CEO, the newest, new CEO, I should say, of First Fortnight. Uh, Maria Fleming is on the line. How are you doing, Maria? I'm doing great. Thanks for that lovely intro, Sinead. Oh, you are so welcome. I should say happy women's Christmas to you, first of all, and a happy new year. And a congratulations on the appointment of CEO of one of Ireland's most important festivals. This is your your first uh, year as CEO, isn't that right? It is, yes. I was appointed in August and I'm absolutely delighted because the organisation First Fortnight is one that I've admired from afar for a while. Um, But it also combines my two passions in life, uh, which is social justice and the arts. And I feel very strongly about both. And it's so wonderful to be part of an organisation that works to address the stigma and prejudice around mental health through the arts. So I'm in my happy place working with First Fortnight. I can understand that. And, you know, the festival was set up 11 years ago and it was really set up in a direct response to the mental health crisis in the country. Tell us more about how it all began. Yes, so uh, it started off, there were two friends sitting around a kitchen table in Tala and they were Dave Keegan and J.P. Swain. And they were talking about, they'd both been touched in different ways, as we all have been in some way through a a friend or family member or directly themselves uh, through the issue of mental health. And they were talking about, you know, how are we going to change things? How do we address this? And they were both involved with the arts in some way as well. And they had this brilliant idea um, to have an arts festival every year And through that, just to start conversations with people um, and start telling stories about how people are impacted and for people to maybe, you know, meet other people and start talking to other people in conversations that they haven't had before around the topic of mental health. And also they wanted people to see maybe arts figures that they recognised, a musician, an actor, a writer, somebody that they know who'd been touched by the issue of mental health as well and were addressing it through their art form. And in some way, that's maybe a gentler way to approach the topic. So that's how it started off and run entirely by volunteers at the beginning and slowly um, staff members coming on board. But we're still hugely reliant on our wonderful volunteers. I'd like to give them all, all a shout out today. And uh, I'm very delighted to have inherited this fantastic festival and organisation from Dave and JP. And I hope I get to continue on in as positive and successful a way as they had in running the festival and our services. And, and you know, you, you've, I'm sure you will. And you've touched on it and a really important point there that, you know, these difficult conversations that we don't like to have and mental health is the big elephant that had been in the room in Ireland that we didn't want to talk about for so, so long. And to do it through an art form is such a great way of kickstarting a conversation. And this is why this festival has been so successful uh, throughout its its 11 years. But it's not just this fantastic two week festival. First Fortnight is a charity as well and a very important one. Tell us about the work that First Fortnight are doing. Yes, so year round we run our creative therapy services and that's art therapy uh, through um, art therapy, music therapy, drama therapy. And we make that service available to those that are experiencing homelessness or at risk of homelessness. 
So that's the other great crisis in Ireland at the moment, of Mm. course, the housing crisis. So we're trying to address that. And the population of people who are homeless, they can sometimes have difficulties um, getting access to services if they don't have, you know, an address to give to or if they're not able to attend something on a regular basis. So we have tailor-made our services to work with that vulnerable population. And just um, last year, we opened a service for children. So we're delighted that we'd be one of the few organisations that are working to provide services from the age of three right through to adulthood. Um, And we're providing uh, creative therapy services to children and adults and um, all our therapists are ICAS accredited and it's an amazing service and the premises that we have that we work the children's services from in Berkeley Street as well as our outreach projects, uh, projects the, uh, the premises that we have are really fantastic like it's state of the art the premises that we have to be able to provide a really safe warm, comfortable, playful environment for children um, to express themselves, to explore the arts and to tackle some of the issues they ha- may have around, you know, resilience in their yeah. own lives. Yeah, no, it's, it is. I was on the website this morning and reading up about what you guys do and the therapies that you offer. It really is amazing. Um, and this year, the festival theme, which I love because last year it was kind of around, you know, uh, uh, delving into isolation and that kind of thing. This year, it's all about open, opening things yeah. up, isn't it? Yes, and like we are so excited, you know, to be opening the festival this year and opening up to things we couldn't do last year. So we were completely online last year and this year we have a number of events that are in person and I was so excited myself last night to attend the opening of Chronicles of Ogle with Peter Gowan who is one of Ireland's finest actors and he's actually written and performed in this piece himself, the Chronicles of Ogle playing at Smock Alley. Now we've had to move it to six o'clock so we get in under the eight o'clock curfew and it's a 50% capacity and all safety precautions taken but it's the most beautiful play and in this play, we meet Packy, uh, who is um, kind of an everyman. And we see his story from, you know, through his childhood and his adulthood. And it touches on the issue of institutionalization in Ireland. And it touches on the issue of suicide. But it's so uplifting and so positive. You come out of it, well, you come out of it first being excited that you got to go out to something. And <laughs> yeah. something is open. But you also are so excited by the story he tells, the resilience he shows, and the performance is amazing. So we are open, yes, and we're also open to hear from anybody. I'd love to hear from our audience and from your audience about uh, their thoughts and experiences of First Fortnight and what they'd like to see us do and what they'd like to join in on this year. And uh, there's many ways people can do that. Firstfortnight.ie, that's where you'll find kind of the bulk of the information and at First Fortnight on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Now, one of the events that immediately jumped out at me because it's such a huge story that is still ongoing. What if Britney Spears was Irish? And this one struck me particularly because we featured a brilliant solicitor on the show who kind of went into wardship and how things would go legally if Britney was under wardship of the state here. So this story is so huge, but it's shining a massive spotlight on how we are actually treating people with, uh, with mental health issues and somebody that was, has such a huge profile, how this was going on without anybody knowing about what she was going through. I know and it's an amazing story isn't it? and it was 
Britney's fans that uncovered yeah. this story and the service that they have done, not just to Britney, but to so many others, because there probably isn't a person in America and in many other parts of the world now that doesn't understand the term conservatorship. Mm. And yes, you're right, the service that we have in Ireland that equates to that is wardship. And there's due to be a big change in the um, law around wardship in Ireland this year. So our partners in mental health reform, I think they were very clever in getting on this one and the title, What if Britney Spears was Irish? So in that event, which is online, um, there's going to be a fantastic panel of people, including somebody with lived experience of wardship in Ireland. They'll be exploring what is the situation um, that Britney found herself in If Brittany were in Ireland now, what would the situation be for her? And the changes that are planned this year, what difference will that make to the lives of people? And it's just so important. And it comes back again to the the stigma and the prejudice Mm. around mental health. So much around mental health is hidden unnecessarily. And the more we shine a light on it, the more we can change it for the better. And not just for those impacted directly with mental health illness, but their family, their friends. Um, their carers, you know, we yeah. can do better. We do, oh, yeah. we definitely can. We definitely can do better. Now, before I let you go, this is another great event that caught my eye. My story, my song, and it has such yeah. a nice theme to this. Yes, it's so lovely. So this is an event um, that's curated by uh, Mark Whelan, and this is a returning uh, firm first fortnight favourite. Uh, all the F's in there, and <laughs> Mark Whelan has um, contacted ten. Uh, musicians, Irish musicians, and ask them to look at, <clears throat> excuse me, what music has helped them, you know, at the, where they've had times that they've struggled with anxiety or depression or mental health concerns. And those 10 musicians um, suggest, um, they identify a piece of music and then they tell the story of what that means to them and then they perform a piece of music for us on this event. And again, this event is online. Now, I have to fess up, Sinead, I am not the target age audience for this because I wouldn't be as familiar with the musicians as other people would be. But we have Galia, Pastiche, Bandhans, Jane Willow, Shea Martin, Bronico and others along. And I've, you know, I've heard some of the music uh, myself in advance and it's going to be a really beautiful event. And I'm really looking forward to hearing the stories that they have to tell along with their music. And we well, this is the, the appeal, isn't it? It's, it's you know, yeah. you want to hear kind of what, what the end's inspiration and kind of what was going through their mind as they put pen to paper uh, to, to create these songs. Maria, it's such an important festival. The lineup this year, I've only touched on the surface of it there, but it really has something for everybody to enjoy. Thank you so much for joining me and the best of luck with the role going forward. Uh, thank you, Sinead. It's been lovely chatting to you. Thank you too. You. Thanks so much. Maria Fleming there, CEO at First Fortnight. This is such an important festival. There's so much going on and it really is all about promoting, you know, discussion around mental health. We need to keep this going. Firstfortnight.ie. You can also find them all over social media. They're on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at First Fortnight. 11 to 1 on LMFM. LMFM. I have music from Tin Lizzy on the way for you, but first it's time to go back in time. 
LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Whether you're extending, building or replacing your windows and doors, talk to your local Senator Windows dealer today on 1850 7444455. Temperatures out there 5 to 7 degrees. Sunset is at 4.22pm. Sunrise tomorrow is 8.41am. On this day in 1929, Mother Teresa arrived in Calcutta to begin her work amongst India's poorest. And today is Women's Christmas, an old custom that's celebrated by women all over the all, all over Ireland. Goes back to the days when large families were the norm. Men never lifted a finger in the house to help and were never expected to. If a man washed the dishes, he'd be called an L woman by other men. No full-blooded Irish man was prepared to risk that. <laughs> the Christmas holiday, tired women finally got a break for one day at least. On January 6th, men would take over the housework and women the next day would probably undo everything that they did. Do you know what I mean? Back in the day, I'm saying now. LMFM Northeast Update. There's Thin Lizzy dancing in the moonlight. The blast from the past that I was talking about earlier on is listening in. I hope he's enjoying the music selection now that we have on the show today and there's lots more to come. We are approaching 12 news and after that a certain reality TV show is back in our lives looking for contestants and did you adopt a puppy over the Christmas? Well, Vets and Their Pets returns and Hazel Mullins has advice when it comes to looking after your puppy's health. That's all to come. Still to come on 11 to 1, did you adopt a puppy over Christmas? Vets and their pets in association with Highfield Veterinary Clinic returns. Hazel Mullins has advice when it comes to looking after your puppy's health. Speaking of pets, the Pope has suggested that people who choose pets over having children are selfish. We'll get back to your messages on that. Plus, a certain reality TV show is back in our lives and looking for contestants. 11 to 1 on LMFM with Gilmore's Kings Court. See gilmores.ie. If you're just joining us earlier on on the programme, I mentioned that the Pope has given us the biggest gaffe of the year. What has he said now, I hear you say, as you throw your eyes to heaven? Well, I'd say up there they're doing the same because he's come out with a real doozy of a statement. He said that uh, he suggested that people who choose to have pets over children are acting selfishly. He was speaking in the Vatican and he says, today we see a form of selfishness. We see that some people do not want to have a child. Sometimes they have one and that's it. But they have dogs and cats that take the place of children. This may make people laugh, but it is a reality. So we were asking your views on this, you know, what do you agree with the Pope? Are we all selfish? Uh, people who choose to, not to have, you know, pets instead of children or are you one of those so-called selfish people that the Pope is saying, um, what, you know, you're choosing your, your fur baby over a, a real life baby. How could you? How could you do such a thing? Uh, you're getting in touch on 086-1800-658. Pat in Balbriggan says, Sinead, the cheek of the Pope. Pity he wasn't around when his church was burying babies or selling them to Americans. Thank you for that, Pat. Um, um, somebody else saying, what about all the hungry children around the world? Don't see the church spending any of their trillions of dollars they have to help feed them, says another message. Uh, this is Max, I think, is uh, messaging into the show. And I think this might be the first message Max has sent me. So thank you so much, Max. He says, um, 
Right Sinead, given our purest inst- instinct is reproduction, isn't the decision to have children selfish? In particular, if this decision is made despite having the means to properly care for said child. We did touch that on that earlier on, you know, like people have all sorts of reasons for why they don't want to have children. You know, financial could be a big part of it. Your own lifestyle, you know, if you're somebody that, you know, like your life or your work uh, means that you're not around a lot is that the proper environment to be bringing in a child Um, it's the world somebody else uh, on here says Hi Sinead, I worked with a couple that had no children by choice. They always had their dogs. They uh, Their work took them away a lot so the dogs went into kennels. At least they were sure of them being minded. They had always their relations over with children and were very good with them. The Pope hasn't a clue or some, uh, not all the priests uh, don't have a clue either uh, on this. Keep them coming in to me. What do we think on this that people who are choosing to have pets instead of children are selfish? I'd love to hear from you. 86 now it's time to check in with the world of celebrity. The Buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk featuring Ireland's tallest work of art rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms. Wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people. The Crown Plaza Dundalk.ie has it all. Hi, I'm Hannah. Ben Affleck has revealed that his two daughters were so starstruck when they met Taylor Swift that he had to beg them to say something. He joined Kelly Clarkson on her show and said his daughters were in complete awe. I took my daughters to meet Taylor Swift and they're like, what are we talking about? We came like, all the way here and then they, Taylor Swift. And you, say something. You look like a liar. I know. I'm telling you they're fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? You feel you look, like, yeah. You look like a liar. Yeah. You're like, I swear they know your they song. They know who you are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jamie Dornan stars in The Tourist, which is out on BBC One now. It follows a man who wakes up in Australia's outback with amnesia and has to work out how he's got there. Jamie tells the buzz this was unlike any character he's ever played. You're sort of building that character through what is being revealed to you. These aspects of his life are revealed to him. You're playing them as sincerely as possible in terms of like you are acting like you are hearing these for the first time and responding in a way that you sort of naturally would because some of them are pretty ugly in terms of like what is revealed to him from his past. Carrie Bradshaw moves downtown and Miranda revealed her new lover to Charlotte of this week's instalment of And Just Like That. The episode is also Cynthia Nixon, who plays Miranda's first directorial debut. It's available to watch on now. I've had fun downtown and I've cried downtown, but never lived downtown. Who have you been fantasizing about? Mm-hmm. Honestly, Carrie's boss. Oh yeah, yeah, I get that. You do? Really? That's The Buzz. I'm Hannah. The Buzz on LMFM. With the Crown Plaza Dundalk. Featuring Ireland's tallest work of art. Rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms. Wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people. The Crown Plaza Dundalk.ie has it all. There's a lot of buzz around that Jamie Dornan the BBC drama. I'm just Googling it here. I haven't seen it myself. It's The Tourist. Wondering has anyone watched it? It's a six part BBC drama series and it's on the iPlayer. So you can kind of binge the whole thing in, in that. Uh, but people, a lot of people talking about it. I haven't seen it myself. And, you know, this is the time of the year, isn't it? Where you just kind of close the curtains, stick on the jammies early and just binge watch a good TV show. So wondering if people have seen The Tourist with Jamie Dornan let me know on 086-1800-658 now back to the music here's Whitesnake oh it's a great one Whitesnake here I go I'm going to dedicate that one to Kenneth McConan he's in Loud Village he's trying to celebrate his 50th birthday today ah Kenneth I hope you're having a great day I know it's all a bit 
you can't do anything really, can't you not, for your birthday. But look, very soon, hopefully, things will be kind of opening up and back to normal. But it is coming in from Oliver and all in Farrelly Brothers in John Street in RD. So uh, enjoy your day, Kenneth, they're saying to you. So I hope you're having a fab day. Uh, And on that, by the way, um, I have uh, lots of messages coming in. Uh, in terms of birthdays requests that kind of thing I love hearing from you with that as well so do keep coming in with birthday requests on 086-1800-658 and if I don't get to them Jerry Kelly will definitely get to them and Eddie will as well so we do love uh, getting your birthday requests here on the station now um, if you have adopted a little fur baby in your life over the Christmas specifically a little puppy uh, well, Vets and Their Pets in association with Highfield Veterinary Clinic is returning and Hazel Mullins is going to be joining us. She has some great advice when it comes to looking after your puppy's health. We'll hear from her just after these. Anish, Ain Crack, or LMFM. Clearly, we're in shop. Take a minute for the sports Pioganian competitive. A hair and law show of Lee Nidig Noha Kerr for Nancy Kerrigan and Mach Keiko Pienver is a date of Shinever. Agassi Tacht on ice, Trace Clachta, Dunsi Far E, Ectorch Bullet de Erring Loon. Unload our gun, Vishila Scotchels in the national championships, Tedal Avui, a rival, Tanya Harding. Galua for his Mach Gurve, ex husband Harding, a daggerigan attack, Air Kerrigan. Dort Harding Gurreva Isaki Gredini close to her egg plan all Rodagan, Ach near Dorchi Einrod. Hui Harding, August Kerrigan, Huigna Olympics, Archer Honig Harding, Sin Ochtu Arch, August Gurho, Kerrigan and Silver. Sahur to Mimorta, Garupinos, Enkade Mila Dollar, Kui Kedor Community Service and Harding, Togua Tedal, and National Championships Wehi, August Vichy Bando, Amateur Skating, Dunquidella Dossil. Shine, Crack and Lay. Aim Crack, Air LMFM. 11 to 1 on LMFM. LMFM. The LMFM Vets and Their Pet Series is brought to you by Highfield Veterinary, Commons Road, Navin. Catering for all your pets and farm animal needs. For more information or to make an appointment, visit highfield.ie. Follow Highfield Veterinary Navin on Facebook. It's a brand new year and many of us might be considering a new furry addition to the family or perhaps you've decided to adopt a puppy over the Christmas period. Well, with a new addition to the family, furry or otherwise comes great responsibility and there's a lot you need to know. So I'm delighted once again to have Hazel Mullins, our expert vet from Highfield Veterinary Clinic in Navin with me as we continue our Vets and Their Pet series. And today we're talking puppies. I'm very excited about this, Hazel. Happy New Year to you, first of all. Oh, many happy returns, Sinead, and thank you. It's great to be back. New Year. Um, yeah, probably people have new puppies. Yes. So it's all, it's probably very exciting in people's houses at the moment. And yeah, just came on today really to talk about what the main kind of health yeah. things we have to think about with the puppy. Yeah. And, you know, before we get into that, because there's a lot to go mm. through with that, we should just reiterate that a dog is for life, not just for Christmas. This is something we hear time and again. And I think it's yes. kind of worth emphasising, isn't it? Of course. And, you know, it is. You've taken on now a pet for the next, look, could be up to 15, 16 years in some some dogs. And it is it is a big undertaking and not one to be taken lightly. And I suppose... For, for puppies as well, you know, there's a lot of, like, vets can help with a lot of issues if there's things that prop up, but also behaviourists as well are very important. And, you know, it's just impor- important to give your puppy the best start. And then that, that makes sure that the longevity of the 
of the relationship stays, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes after, when it comes to puppies, there's a lot to consider, but we're going to focus in on health, first of all. So what do we need to know? What are the key things that people need to go and to know when it comes to the puppy's health? What's the most important things? So I suppose when we're thinking about our puppy and bringing our puppy to the to our vet for the first time, it's a big, it's a big deal. And it's an also it's a lovely it's a lovely time to make a relationship with your vet and also for the vet to understand, you know, what your needs are as an owner and 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 what's the best thing for the puppy. So basically I suppose main things are vaccinations, which are very important. Um we always say that prevention is better than cure, parasite control, uh diet, uh kind of dental, and then just generally like health checks, regular health checks for your puppy. Um, so they're the main things. And uh, in terms of the vaccinations, because as you said there, and this is something that we will, you know, touch on time and again is, you know, prevention is better than, than, than cure. So how many vaccinations do they need and at what stages do they need to get them at? So generally puppies, uh, it depends what stage you, you buy your puppy and just make sure that you buy your puppy. Like it comes from a reputable, you know, breeder and yeah. and that they have if they have had a vaccine already make sure that you bring your vaccine card to the vet so they can check that vaccine card and see what vaccine they already have generally say if you've got a puppy around eight weeks we'll just keep it simple then your puppy is old enough to go to the vet and get their first vaccine so generally first vaccine is given between six and eight weeks of age and that's called seven and one vaccine so it covers the stemper hepatitis parvovirus leptospirosis and they're generally quite uncommon viruses now and, and at the moment and bacterial diseases because puppies have been vaccinated. And it's very important if we do stop vaccinating, these diseases will become more common. So that's yeah. very important to prevent them. So, yeah, so you have your puppy and say he's eight weeks or she's eight weeks old. You can ring up the vet and bring you know, ring us up here at Highfield or your own vet and, and bring, your vet, bring your puppy to the vet. And so you get your first vaccine. So then three to four weeks later, you'll get a second vaccine. So again, that's your seven in one. And then you are fully covered then for the year. So then you are onto an annual booster after that. So it depends. Some puppies might have um, a parvo only vaccine and you might see that on their on their card from a breeder. That means that they do have to start. The, the vaccines from the start so they need two of the seven and one vaccines okay so that's very important and you know as you said there every year then is that for the rest of the dog's life that they get these yes. vaccinations yeah 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 yes um it is and one of the main one of the main reasons why you do it every year is to prevent leptospirosis because leptospirosis is spread by rodents it's a uh, wheel disease in humans and um it's a uh, very you know it can be very common especially with you know if you have if you walk near lakes or anywhere where there might be rodents, it is very important. So is there any other vaccines then that we should be aware of apart from the seven in one? So again, a lot more, a lot of people are including kennel cough now in their, in their puppies vaccines. And it's a really important vaccine to actually include because just because you're not going into kennels Mm. doesn't mean that your puppy isn't exposed to kennel cough. So kennel cough is a um, bacterial disease and it can you can get it from other dogs that you're meeting in the park or you know maybe you're going to a a a doggy daycare or you go to the beach and you meet other dogs so really it's not just for you know when you go on holidays and go into the kennels it really is something to think about if you are socializing with other dogs and puppies like puppy parties exact example it is one to add in and it's it's 
there's different variations. It's either up the nose and um, it's sort of internasal or it can be under the skin. Um, and it can actually, you can get one that's on the, the gums as well. So there's, there's new products available. And uh, yeah, it is just one to think about. Okay, to do that one. Mm. And in terms of, you know, things like worming, fleas, that kind of thing. Again, you know, we always say prevention's better than cure there. So when should the first dose of a, a worm dose be given? So generally from about um, up to three months, you can you can go every two weeks from about um, two weeks of age. And it's, so you need to, because the pu- mother's, uh, the puppy's mother actually can 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 pass worms to the puppy. It's oh. very important to start early and then to go every two weeks up to three months of age. And you can go to your vet and they have special puppy wormers designed for 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 puppies that are safe to give. And then after that, up to six months. So from three to six months, it's advised to give it every four weeks. So that's every month up to six months. And then after six months, uh, it depends on the product you use, but generally. Um, every three to four months then and then it depends on the product but generally the first six months are very important to keep your your puppy well up to date so again every two weeks up to three months and every month up to six months and in terms of fleas as well would that be the same kind of time frame you're looking at there um yeah so fleas is there's there's products that that can cover for four weeks or they can cover for three months so the, and then again with flea products, some of them aren't licensed for very young puppies. So you just have to go to your vet and make sure that you're getting a product that's licensed and safe to use on young on young puppies. So yeah, just ring us up and have a chat with us. And generally, um, yeah, we can we can cover for fleas again, but it might just be starting a little later okay. um, uh, because they're not licensed for very, very young puppies. Okay. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of th- people, you know, the, one of the difficulties they have, particularly people who've never owned a pet before, is, you know, what do I feed them? How much do I feed them? Uh, should I, am I over or under feeding? This is, it can be an issue as well with puppies, mm-hmm. can't it? Yeah, because some puppies, you know, they're so busy <laughs> running around that they kind of forget to eat. And then other puppies, just want to eat all the time so it's very it's very um dependable on on the breed and the puppy um itself but generally make sure that you're buying a good quality puppy food so you don't want to be feeding an adult dog food to Mm. your puppy you need to be giving them a puppy food that's all to do with the nutrients in it the calcium levels so you just want to make sure and also make sure that if you have a large breed puppy so they're your great Danes or your bernese mountain dogs that you're feeding them a large breed puppy food, not a normal puppy food. So yeah, you just really have to really look at the packet, see whether the ingredients sound, you know, they're they're good quality and, you know, really make sure that they are on a good quality puppy food and, and make sure that, yeah, it's breed dependent as well. Okay. So have a chat with your vet about that. Yeah, and also the, the, the people in the, you know, specialised pet stores are quite good as well for giving advice on things like that as well. Um, and in terms of, say then, dental, uh, you know, teeth, that kind of thing with puppies, they do like to chew everything as mm. well, Hazel. So <laughs> what what can we do to, to protect their teeth and look after them? And maybe is there is there any products out there that you can give a puppy that will stop them chewing everything? <laughs> oh God, well, I think... The chewing is, is, that can be a big behavioural issue as well. And, and distraction is a big thing with that, trying to distract them when they are chewing your 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 sleeve and, and things like that and throwing a ball. And But look, it is just part of the puppy's life with teething. But generally, you know, for introducing a good dental health 
plan into a, with a puppy is getting them used to having their teeth rubbed and brushed. So generally, if you can get them into a routine of tooth brushing, it's brilliant. And not every dog will, will tolerate it, but once you start early, it's brilliant. And, and it can save you lots of money in the future with, with dental issues and also feeding them a dry dog mm. food as well because the, the dry kibble actually removes the plaque as they're eating. So yeah, it just prevents gingivitis and plaque buildup. But also just remember that, you know, don't use a normal toothpaste. Make sure that you're getting a doggy toothpaste um, because of the fluoride there. Yeah. It's, it's quite toxic to dogs. So damaging. Yeah, and that's the thing as well, isn't it, with with regards to the eating, making sure that you're sort of not given treats and things like that as well. I know. And getting them into bad habits, isn't that it? Yeah, and those dentist sticks can be quite calorific as well. So just be very careful, especially if you have the dog, you know, a Labrador or any of those dogs that look at food and put on weight. That, yeah. You know, just... You know, an odd dentist stick every now and again, but not, you know, one a day is probably a little bit too much because they are quite calorific. And in terms of weight and growth and development and all that kind of thing, is that something as well that we should be keeping a really close eye on? I mean, can you weigh your dog at home or how does that work? You can. And I suppose every single dog, like whether it's a female dog or a male dog, um, it can vary. So generally, if you look up kind of the standard weight at a certain age, you can see, but look, Again, feeling their dog's ribs, are they really prominent? Are they, you know, can you feel them really easily or can you, is it, is it a struggle to feel them? Um, they can be generally, or like, you know, have they got a waist or have they got too much of a waist? And also, look, a greyhound is very different to a Labrador yeah. in the way they look as well. So you have to kind of take it, I would really like discuss that with your vet at the health check, mm-hmm. at your booster at your, you know, your annual or vaccines and make sure that, look, just if the vet says, oh, he's a little bit on the heavy side, don't take it to heart. They're trying, we say it because we want the dog to be in the best of health. And look, if a dog is overweight, they are going to be, you know, joint issues later on in life and other issues. And then again, if they're underweight, look, that's not good either. So it is good just to Keep an eye on it, yeah. Keep an eye on it, yeah. Mm. And in terms of pet insurance then, this is something that people often forget about. You're very much encouraging people to take out pet insurance, yeah? Yeah, and, you know, we have people that, you know, oh God, you know, they puppies or their dogs later and develop diseases or, you know, they might have an accident or something. And it's always, oh, I wish I took out insurance. And it is one of those things that, look, it might cost but, you know, every month, I'm, look, it depends on what breed because some breeds are dependent on, are more predisposed to diseases and things. So it depends. But real, really, 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 if you do have a new puppy, I really, really would look into seeing how much it is a month, trying to weigh, you know, the cost benefit analysis of it. But really, it is that peace of mind yeah. um, that your pet is covered financially if anything does happen. Perfect. Hazel, thank you so, so much for all of that great advice. And we look forward to lots more of it as uh, the year goes on. Thanks a million for joining us. Thank you so much again, Sinead. Highfield.ie if you want more information that's the main website there located on the Commons Road in Navan as well and you can give them a call 046 9022487 that's 046 9022487 more of your messages coming in on the Pope's comments regarding pets and children I'll get to them just after these 11 to 1 on LMFM LMFM 
getting back to our main discussion today. We were talking about Pope Francis and he has suggested people who choose to have pets over having children are acting selfishly and we're asking for your views on this. Lots of messages on 086-1800-658. Hi Sinead, Mary here. I've always wanted children and thank God we were blessed with three and now we have grandchildren. On the other hand, if you're not maternal, you're just not. It's built in you forever. This is the thing, isn't it? It's kind of a hard one to describe. If you're not kind of maternal or paternal, you know, you're not just going to suddenly maybe become, you know, maternal either when a child arrives. I do like the Pope, says another message here. He seems a kind, genuine man, but he needs to think that not everyone was blessed with children. I've been trying for 25 years for a child. I'm in debt with several unsuccessful IVF attempts. And yes, I've surrounded myself with the love of pets. The Pope just needs to think before he speaks at times. That's coming in from Kay. Kay, thank you so much for that message and for your honesty and no doubt something like this uh, that you hear the Pope saying it has got to be you know really upsetting for somebody like yourself that has gone through you know all of this and I can only imagine because you know the, the, the turmoil and the emotional distress that all of this has caused you and no doubt you know surrounding yourself with, with animals who are just so giving of their love animals they're fantastic you know this is this is bringing you joy thank you so much for your message keep those coming in 086 1800 658 you're listening to LMFM Sinead Brazel here with you till one Chris and RD has been on just about the, the comments the Pope made Hi, what would the Pope know about kids? I have six daughters and a dog. And he has a lovely dog emoji. And they all drive me mad. But the house is full of love, says Chris and RD. Yes, and you know, I'm somebody that is a a parent and a pet owner as well. And pets are just as, you know, they they are a lot of responsibility as well when it comes to, you know, minding them and everything else. There's a lot that goes hand in hand with owning a pet. Um, thank you for all your messages on that. Now, getting to something a little bit lighter, OK, because tomorrow on the programme, this is really interesting, OK? We're going to be chatting to Gronya Tyndall is her name. She is a numerologist, OK? So numerology is the ancient science of numbers, OK? And it's kind of like in the field of astrology and it has been used for thousands of years to help people uncover and discover their life paths. So I'm really intrigued about this. Gronya has been working in this area for over 22 years and she's helped thousands of people uh, kind of really understand their life purpose. So what does she do? Well, she basically takes your date of birth and she kind of gives you some insight into where you're going kind of for this year and the future and all of that. So she's going to be joining us on tomorrow's show. So if you'd like her to give you, I suppose, a reading, is that what I would call it maybe? Um for sort of the year that's to, uh, to come and for you personally, you can do that. You can get in touch with me now on 086-1800-658 with your full birthday, okay? So your full date of birth if you want to get involved in it. And I will just, you don't even have to put your name on it or if you want to put just your first name on it and we will get Grania to do that tomorrow. And she says that this year, because it's 2022, there's a different, all of the twos are kind of significant and it's a six, uh, it's a number six year, she's saying. And uh, she says there's 
this number is all about kind of universal love, people coming together, that kind of thing. So there's lots kind of uh, in store in terms of 2022. So if you'd like, she's going to do mine. She's going to do mine tomorrow. So if you'd like to be involved in this, if you'd like um, Grania to give you a little insight into what's to come for you for 2022. It's a little bit different than sort of a psychic thing, I think. It's to do with your date of birth and numbers and the significance of them and all of that. She's going to explain all of this on tomorrow's show. So if you'd like me to do that for you, 086 1-800-658 That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for your company and for all of your messages. Get to you tomorrow. 11 to 1 on LMFM L-M-F-M. For you L-M-F-M. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss.